have no need of your services. Who are you to question the word of God's servants? You think that when you die, you go to heaven. You come to us. Welcome to the channel, ladies and gentlemen, Monster Fridays. Coriander's with me. How's it going, Coriander? How you doing? Pretty good. How you doing? I'm good, because we're back with Phantasm, talking about the sequel to the classic, Phantasm 2, from 1988. I'm, I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go. Uh, let's yeah. see who we have in the chat with us, and we'll do a quick take, and then get this thing going, man. Uh, let's see. We got Dan in the chat saying, I really enjoyed this when I saw it for the first time recently. Great effects. It really did oh. have good effects. It really nice. did. Uh, Greg Nic Nicotero was behind uh, some of the effects, and um, they were really good for 1988. I, I agree with that. Um, we got Strange Monkey in the chat saying, one of the best sequels of all time. It is That's really good. good. I mean, following up. Although I miss Jody, man. That's what kind of sucked. That's true. That's true. I will give you that. And there was a reason for that, too, which we'll get into because we do have a few fun facts as well uh, for you guys. So, yeah, there was some behind the scenes stuff going on. Um, that being said, it came out pretty good. It came out yeah. pretty good. Uh, Dan okay. says uh, he agrees with Strange Monkey. Hard to follow the first one, but they did it. Yeah. 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 Uh, Neil's in the chat saying, hey, guys, definitely a great sequel. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. Uh, let's see. Lamar is back with us in the chat saying, got my margaritas in my 1980 joint. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> my man Rusty's in the chat too saying, never paid attention to this franchise. Don't know why. May have to buy the first couple and see if they do it for me. I would definitely say Ooh, check it out, check man. Check it out. Yeah. I would say so. Um See what you think of the first one. If you're if you like the first one, you'll definitely like this one. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh Cryptomary is in the chat too saying this is a freaky series. That is a great word for it. It is freaky. I'm telling you. It's very freaky. It's creative too, though. That's one thing I appreciate about the franchise. Uh Lamar saying, I've never seen this, but the four but the fourth and the first really are really good. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good one to check out. Flamethrower is in the chat saying, hello, kiddos. All right. And Lamar saying, I actually did not see the first. Maybe that's what he meant. See the first. Uh, if you haven't, it's a classic. You should really check it out. Let's do a quick take, Coriander, yeah. before we start uh, the intro up here and, um, and, and go from there. What did you think of this movie as a quick take? Uh, you know, I like the apocalyptic feel that you got from it. It was... Mm. It was good. That's a good and the point. tall man, I mean, he brought the creepiness back and he brought it hard. You know, he's, yeah, I just love him. Angus Grimm, he's just mm -hmm. awesome. So, yeah. yeah. I agree. It really did have that, you know, apocalyptic type of feel to it. Yes. This movie is a lot more linear than the first, and we'll get into a little bit of the behind the scenes on that. Um, but, 
I thought it was cool because it didn't do the same exact things they did in the first film, and that's always important for a sequel. You got to have something yeah, new, something. You fresh. have to remember with the first, it, it you did, you really didn't know what was real and what was a dream,、mm-hmm. you know. And in this film, it's a lot clearer. It so, really, really yeah. is. Yeah. No doubt about that. Not no doubt about that.、Uh, Lamar was saying, "I meant I've seen this one, not the first." Okay, I got、gotcha. you. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, check out that one. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, guys, we're gonna get finished getting set up for a few seconds.、Uh, we'll play this intro with a little bit of the uh, trailer uh, for you guys. So sit back, relax. You know what time it is. Phantasm. The delusion of a disordered mind, a phantom, a spirit, a ghost. For ten years, the secret of Paragord Cemetery has remained a mystery. Now, three innocent people are about to discover the ultimate evil. This summer, the ball is back. Phantasm Two. It's only a dream. It's a dream. No, it's not. God damn it! Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead or alive, consider this home. No killing the vibe in the night watch zone. Xenomorphs hype when the lights come on. Hit like and subscribe, and the show might blow. Go viral, no COVID. It's a spiral, emotions hand on the Bible. Only go sign on the dopest survivals. Better tune in, yeah, you know it's vital. From Schwarzenegger to Kane Hodder, Corey G down to Harry Potter. Shit's a gorny weevil of the night watch zone. Come with me to the night watch zone. Okay. All right. Let's get this thing going. Yeah. This great voiceover. Can I just say that? That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate you. You really. I mean, people need to like sign you on and have you do these because you're good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. It's fun to do.、Um, but this thing starts off, and you know, the I think one of the best things about the first movie. Is you didn't know, you know, what's、yeah. going on? Is this real? Is it not? And this movie kind of picks up after that. And that's and, what I love about sequels that do that, where they、mm-hmm. pick up right after the first. You know, yes. Yeah, I enjoyed that. How would they did that with this one? And one thing about this franchise, and again, guys, this is all spoiler territory.、Uh, but the one thing about this franchise is it really does. Um, make the bridges between the movies and also the cast, and they understand what these characters have been through, and we'll see that c- 
continue as we go through the franchise, which I thought was really cool. Because I mean, this franchise by the by the time they went to the uh, fifth movie, the franchise was forty years old. You know,、mm-hmm. so that's a long time for some of these characters to portray、uh, these actors to portray a character. You know, so. But、yeah. it 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 picks up right where it left off. I thought that was really really cool. And then this is where Reggie Reggie steps up, man.、I、He's mean, the man in this film. He like makes this film. Reggie Bannister, man, the,、yeah. the unsung hero, the most,、uh, you know, you just never expect the the ex ice cream vendor to be a hero, but he was so awesome <laughs> in this movie. He yeah、um, yeah he he saves Mike. And、uh, they have that great scene where they jump through the window, and this movie had great stunts in it as well. I just want to、yeah. say that great.、Stunts. And Reggie did his his own stunts. That's right. Yeah, it, except it, for the one when he jumped over the chainsaw. That wasn't him. Okay, all right. He did all the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. But you know, and then of course、uh, you have the biggest thing. A lot of people, especially fans of the of the first movie. They realize that hey, Michael is being portrayed by another actor, and there's just just interesting、uh, story about that because at the time, the money that they were giving、uh, to Don Coscarelli to do this movie, it was a much bigger budget than the first movie, and they figured they were going to hire James Lagrasse to play Mike、um, in, instead of Michael Baldwin because. Michael Baldwin hadn't done any work in between the first movie and the second movie, so the studios figured, "Hey, we're putting a lot of money into this movie. We want a working actor." So that's why Mike was, you know, changed as far as、uh, casting a different actor.、Um, hmm. It didn't. It didn't bother me too much.、Um, and again, spoilers, no, but Michael Baldwin does come back into the series, so <laughs>、yeah. that was kind of cool.、Um, yeah. And of course, you have the late great. Um, the, the 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 magnificent、uh, Angus Scrim playing the tall man to a T. I mean, even more vicious、yeah. than before. He was just amazing. But anyways, and the、uh, spear, it,、oh, the, the spear, spear is yeah, like ten times better than the first one. Right,、It's、right. Like, the mega spear, yeah, man. Right, and and so we get introduced to Liz, who is a new character, and she has this psychic connection. Uh, with Mike, and she has these visions of the tall man, and she's connected to him, and all that type of stuff. So you've got a new character in this,、um, kind of connected to Mike. Mike was institutionalized because he thought everything was real, and everyone's telling him it was a dream. You know, all the events from the first movie, and he basically has this scene where he tells the doctor what the doctor wants to hear, so that he can get out, and he meets back up with Reggie. And you know Reggie's basically like, yeah, man, it was all a dream and all that type of stuff. And then they're headed to the house,、um, Reggie's family's house. And Mike has a vision, and he could he saw、um, the future that the house was going to explode. He tries to warn Reggie, and sure enough, a few seconds after he warns him, the house explodes. So Reggie's family was killed, which really sucked. They go to the funeral, and then Reggie's basically like, okay, now I believe you. We got work to do. Just that alone—that's just like the first whatever ten, fifteen minutes of the movie. What did you think of all that setup, Coriander? Because this story definitely went into a little bit of a different direction. So I need to like back out because、okay. I can't hear you. Okay,、so、I'll be right back. All right. 
Real quick, too, in the chat, just to catch up to you guys, uh, Dan was saying, what a great voiceover. <laughs> oh, cool, man. Thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Flamethrower saying, without saying too much, the tall man has a weird fetish when it comes to fooling people. Isn't that the truth? Isn't it the truth? And uh, Dan saying, oh, that was not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was me on that one. I'm doing my best uh, Percy Rodriguez impersonation. Uh, Neon Black, my man Neil saying, I need one of those double, double barrel shotguns for home defense, defense I swear. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, uh, Slasher Fred saying, if you've ever seen that movie House of the Devil, the opening theme sounds like the Phantasm theme. It does. That's a good point. It really, really does. Uh, Dan saying, it took a while to get used to, to James LaGrosse, but I liked him. Yeah, I thought he was yeah. fine. You know, I, I, I thought, thought he was fine. Yeah. yeah. But with the beginning of the movie, how it got all the setup and Reggie's family getting killed and him saying, we got we got work to do and basically yeah. starting the road trip mentality. What did you what did you think of that setup? Because it's a lot different than the first movie. And I think for me, I think it's an advantage. What do you think? Yeah, it, it it it's a tragic for poor Reggie because he loses his whole family. That's right. But yeah, it gets them on the hunt for the tall man and yeah. the adventure begins and yeah, I mean when he when the tall man hits your town, you're screwed. <laughs> it's so over. it's like it it pretty much is. It feels yeah. like yeah, the end of the world like that chick uh what the hell is her name? Uh, Alchemy. Oh. When she goes back to her hometown and she's like, wow, you know, she couldn't believe how much it changed and how mm -hmm. deserted it was. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, real quick, too, in the chat, Strange Monkey was saying, uh, this is Phantasm's Evil Dead 2. That's a good point. Right? I like that. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we have x featurette in the chat. What's going on? Welcome, welcome. Nice to have you. Mm -hmm. Saying, hey, y'all saying hey to dan what's going on nice to have you welcome welcome uh dan is saying the fire marshal apparently was giving them a hard time until he found out the explosion was for this movie and then he was cool yes, yes. that is true that is yes, true i think i think we have that as one of our facts too yeah, um but yeah so I mean, you know they're going on the road it's it's a buddy it's a road trip type of thing they find little uh uh, little notes so to speak from the tall man one of which was that horrible scene I played it a little bit in the intro when they see Liz and it's not Liz you know what I mean and you see that wonderful right. effect with the tall man coming out of her back like yeah, some type of mutant. oh I'm... man that was a great scene um, yeah. and of course reminded you know, me of Freddy that's what I instantly thought it's like Freddy <laughs> <laughs> right but um yeah, you know, just some really cool um, practical effects like that I thought was really awesome. Yeah. But, yes. you know, the the guys, they loaded up on chainsaws and drills. And, of course, yeah, um, Reggie made Guns. the quadruple shotgun. Yeah, so yeah. that was all cool. And while all that's happening, we go to the real Liz. And she's going to a funeral, her grandfather's funeral, with her grandmother and her sister. And part of the reason that she was really trying to reach out to Mike is because she felt as though she knew, she understood what the tall man was and she didn't want her grandfather to be turned into one of those mutants. 
the, the minions. And uh, so we have that scene in the um, in the funeral home, which was creepy as hell, man. And of course, yeah. you know, we've, we've got the, uh, the, the the priest here who he knows what's going on. You know, he's basically yeah. in, coll- in collusion with uh, the tall man. What were you thinking of, of these scenes, which is basically giving Liz a backstory? Yeah, you know, this poor girl, you, you felt bad for because, yeah, she knows that shit's going down. And it's like her and obviously her and, um, oh, goodness, uh, Mike, Mike there Mike. have, yep, have a connection through the tall man because... Mm-hmm. They're like they have visions. They've seen yeah. each other. They, they are like linked. And yeah, he ends up finding her. Thank God. But yeah. well, I'm jumping ahead, of course. But yeah. yeah, I mean, this scene it was crazy. Especially you know when the priest is you know the wife says her goodbyes and she kind of like the, well the sisters have their little talk and mm-hmm. then uh, they leave and you think everyone's gone and the priest does his thing and pulls out the knife and stabs the grandfather thinking if I stab him in the heart, maybe they can't reanimate him or something. Right. That's what he was thinking. Yeah. And it was just, it was a great And the grandmother was, and the grandmother was right there behind him and she faints. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Creepy scenes though, man. Yeah, Um, it was. But but then you have Liz who's walking through the corridors because she's going after her sister because her sister was like, I've got to leave. I've got to catch the bus and all that type of stuff. And sure as shit, just like in the first movie, guess who comes around the corner? Captain Happy yeah. himself, the tall man, you know? Yeah. And uh, God, Angus, he just had such screen presence. And, you know, for you guys watching in the chat, and uh, watching this on replay, uh, we've got a couple of extra things we're going to hopefully be doing within the next couple of days. One is a nice interview that Angus uh, gave, and um, by all accounts, from the other actors, he was such a, a, a wonderful person, a friendly person. But once he got into character, all the oh, other man. actors, all the other actors were saying, "You really were afraid of this guy because he was just nice. that good," you know. Um, yeah. But then you have that scene where the grandmother is at home laying in bed and Liz is trying to take care of her and this and that. And it was such a great scene. I can't even give it good description. But the way that the camera is focused on her, you can't see to her uh, her other side behind her. And when she lays down and starts to turn towards the other side of the bed, boom, the grandfather is right there. And he's yeah. dead, and he's all decrepit, and man, that was such a great scene. Didn't he even scene. still have, like, the knife sticking out of him? Yes, he still he had did. the knife. Yep, yep, yeah. he did. Could you so, imagine that poor woman? Yeah, I mean, it's just this poor grandmother, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, we got Phil, Phil's creepy videos Hello. in the chat saying, hey there, horror fans. <laughs> Uh, and Rusty was saying, how was uh, Michael Baldwin in this movie as young Mike? A flashback or what? It was a flashback. It, it, it was truly a flashback. Because this movie yeah. uh, came out nine years after the original. So yeah. um, he definitely, uh, Michael Baldwin could have definitely portrayed the older version of Mike himself. But the studios didn't want to hire him because he hadn't done any work between the first phantasm and this one. So that's why they went with James LaGrosse, who was a working actor and they felt like they could get a better, 
uh, performance out of them and stuff. So that's that's the answer to that. Um, yeah, and Rusty was saying I kind of thought it had to have been. Yeah, yeah, it was a flashback. Although, it, and for for the hardcore fans, they did change the tall man's scene in that just a little bit. If you watch the end of Phantasm and then watch the beginning of Phantasm 2, Angus, um, he, he, you know, he's different. You know, they, they, they redid his part. Even when he says, boy, it's a little bit different, but, um, you know, small little things. Um, but anyways, long story short, um, Liz is in trouble. And that's why Mike yeah. basically says, we got to find her. They're going all over hell. I love that scene at night in the cemetery, though. That was a creepy scene. All of those empty graves. I mean, yeah. this movie, this movie He's has building great, an army. I swear. Absolutely, this movie has great yeah. set design and just great atmosphere. Um, and and I think it really captured a lot of the essence of the original one, but also took it in a little bit of a different direction, a little bit more of an adventure type of direction because you got the boys on the road and they're trying to mm-hmm. you know catch up with the uh, with the tall man now he- here's my question to you obviously liz is the new addition uh to this story what did you what did you think of her storyline i mean did you think it was a good addition to the story or what i mean it didn't bother me because mm-hmm. obviously he's gonna go to different towns and i'm sure mm-hmm. you know one way or another there's going to be someone just like you know uh mike you know they're yeah. gonna f- no, no shit's happening yeah so yep. yeah absolutely yeah. um next scene was saying it's crazy seeing or watching reggie and the tall man age as the sequels go on yeah it is you know and and, and the funny thing of it is for me it didn't really jolt me too much, you know, in the first couple, you know, even even in part three. Um, obviously, you know, Angus had passed away um, uh, before uh, the fifth had even premiered. Um, and he was, you know, obviously a lot older. So that was pretty darn noticeable. And Reggie in that one. But, you know, even up to the third movie, it didn't really jolt me too much. You could see, you know, the aging. But I got to give them credit. It was cool that they kept a lot of these guys together yeah. for so many years. I mean, I think, you know, I definitely appreciated that as a fan of them and their characters and of that type of, you know, continuity of the movies. So, yeah, it just good, shows you point, these guys though. have been, yeah, been fighting this fucking tall man for forever. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, right? years. Yeah. Years. Uh, and then, of course, you have that scene where they're on the road and, um, you know, there's the ultimate hitchhiker, Alchemy, Kemi for short. And she's basically just like, hey, you know, give me a ride. I thought it was a really cool scene because Mike had had visions of her dead, um, basically just yeah. a corpse. And he wakes up and it was a little bit of a callback to the first movie because he wakes up and he's a like, man. I just had a dream, you know, about this dead girl, whatever. And then all of a sudden she comes out from the back seat of the car like, hey, Mike. And it's like, it's creepy stuff, man. But, <laughs> you know, they're basically, uh, you know, taking their time with all this. Let's get to also to that scene where Liz is going through the, the halls of the mortuary 
and she runs into the priest because the the priest who had been guilt-ridden about letting the tall man do all these things um he's stalking around talking about we got to warn people we got to tell people and then of course you know what happens one of the spheres comes out and this thing geez <laughs> what'd you think of this scene <laughs> it uh, every time a spheres in a scene and it gets a person you know it's gonna be good yes. and yeah it was great you know and uh, you know, this poor guy, because before this even happened, you know, he's like in his room drinking and yes. remember, and he could like hear something at the door and he's like, those damn trees, thinking <laughs> yeah. it's the trees and he opens yeah. the door and it's the freaking grandfather. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So this poor guy, and what can he do? I mean, I, when right. you've got something that comes into your, your cemetery, your sanctuary, takes a place over and starts stealing the dead it's like but right. what could a priest do so yeah. i felt bad for this poor guy i did too uh dan was saying i almost believed angus scrim was immortal for a while there i know it you know i mean again 40 years in these movies that's not a drop in the bucket okay right. and and you know angus was was there all the way through those years and so yeah, absolutely. I know as a kid, he creeped me out. And then, you know, becoming an adult and still seeing them do movies, I was like, damn, the tall man is still doing stuff. So it, I know what you mean, Dan. I know what you mean. Strange Monkey saying, I would have told Reggie to kick Alchemy out of the car after having a dream about her being dead. Laugh out loud. <laughs> right. I would have too, man. I would have too. Um, Xteen says, uh, same. It made the series that much more surreal. It did. Yeah. It really did. That, that is such a great point. And, and it worked. And I don't want to get a, too far ahead. But for you guys that are fans of the franchise, you know what, what happens in three, four, and five. And especially for Reggie's character, that really hit home because Reggie Bannister was getting older too. And especially in four and five, that played a lot into his character. And Reggie Bannister is just so, so awesome and so charismatic. Yeah. And it worked to to his advantage for his character. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, Neil saying, these first two films have a great balance of horror, creep factor, cheesiness, and just straight up weird. Hard to top it. Very true. Yeah. Very true. And I really think this movie, it's a testament to um, the actors. It's a testament to Don Coscarelli. Uh, because again, the studio had a lot of control over this movie, and they they wanted it to be more linear. They didn't want it to be so ambiguous like the first movie, um, which of course to me was the strength of the first movie. So it could have gone south easily from the studio interference, but fortunately, this movie came out really well because you yeah. had you had a, a great cast, you had a good director, you had great special yeah. effects. So uh, kudos to them. Um, but anyways, let's get let's get basically to the finale here. And, and before we do that, and I played that scene earlier in our intro. I love the scene with Reggie and the chainsaw. I mean, yeah. Reggie Bannister, for anyone that has not seen these movies, you got to watch these movies. And if nothing else, Reggie Bannister, his character is just he's just an everyday man. He plays it straight. He's not super. He's not a superhero. You know what I'm saying? He's just a guy trying to do the right thing. 
and he plays it so well. Sometimes it's funny, you just his reactions. You know, he gets scared, he gets beat up, he gets tired, he gets, you know, whatever. And it's it's really cool. I I, I just remember as a kid, I was such a fan of his because I was like, wow, he is kick ass, you know. Yeah. And he's it's he's, like he's, Ash in Evil Dead, you know. He yes. brought a lot to those films, just like Reggie brings so much to these. So yeah, good point. Plus that Very chainsaw, good. I couldn't help but say that. You know? <laughs> yeah, the chainsaw scene, man. And then of course right. with the quadruple shotgun, when he was like, "God damn it!" and he shoots all yeah. four of the minions. That's just cool ass shit, man. As a kid, right? And even even when I rewatched it, and I've seen it many many times over the years, I was just like, "This movie is really good." Um, mm-hmm. And of course, Reggie's always going after the ladies. And of course, this, this is the wrong lady to go after. He doesn't yeah. know it, but um, right? yeah, it is. Um, but they they basically have to rescue Liz. The finale of it is they have to rescue Liz because the tall man came and took her. And he's like, you're with me, yada, yada, yada. So he's basically like, all right, babe, I got to go. And he's so matter of fact, too. You know what I, I mean? Know. But they, you know, they get the car and it's another great car chase scene. And I know you love the car scenes. Muscle car fans here. Um, mm-hmm. But then the car gets destroyed in the wreck. I was yes, like, no. So tragic. I know. Yes, it is so tragic. I was like, are you shitting me? But it was funny because yeah. in the car chase, they're chasing the hearse because the tall man has Liz in the back of the hearse. And he yeah. just, you know, he bumps them and they just run off the road and flip over and the car, uh, the car is effed up. But just some of the reactions that they have is just great. But he's got Liz and he's about to basically prepare her for this process, the embalming and everything. And I'm just like, holy crap, she's in she's and, in bad shape. Right. And don't yeah. forget that Reggie poured that acid in the embalming fluid. So that's right. Yeah. Once she they- was. Yeah. Yeah, once they get there, you know, they, they, they're checking out. They know what's going on, and they know yep. what they got to do. And Reggie sees that hydrochloric acid, and he pours yeah. it in there, and he's basically thinking that's going to stop him from making any more of the minions, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But um, yep. as we know later on, it works. it works against the tall man as well. But before we get to that, the scene that was really, really cool to me, too, is when they see the portal room, you know, and they see the yeah. tuning forks and stuff. And Mike is like, here, let me show you something to Liz. I'm like, dude, you know what's through there. What are you doing, right. man? It's like, yeah. <laughs> trying to be cool. I guess, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But then he, he basically gets pulled into it and Reggie has to save him and Reggie's pulling him through and Mike is climbing over Reggie to come back out, out of the portal, back into the room. And then you've yeah. got one of the minions coming out of the the uh, the uh, the barrels coming up mm-hmm. to Reggie and Reggie's like, help. It's, yeah. just, it's great stuff. What did you think of this scene? I th- not only was it gross and cool, but it, it was kind yeah, of funny. Yeah, because you get this thing that was almost like it was born, you know, and it was yes. coming out of this red, nasty blood or whatever the hell this shit is. Yeah. And look at it. I mean, you get something like this crawling at you and it's coming at you like nothing because they're, I mean, they're like fighting like like wind or something. Yes. And these little minions are crawling around like it's, it's not even there. So, right. yeah, man, I'd be freaking yeah. too. Right. Yeah. But um, 
it was just some great scenes at the end. I love all these scenes, yeah. man. It was just some great stuff. But um, you, you also you also had that part where they had to take one of the spheres and use it as the key to open the portal. But they had, they had to yeah. take the hand because the guy that was coming after Liz cut his own hand off to avoid the uh, sphere, which was crazy too. I mean, these spheres, man, they're 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 just crazy now. And, and that scene where it basically goes into the guy's back and it's drilling yeah. his body up his stomach, and, up his throat, yeah, to his mouth. Yeah, man. Yep. That right. was, that was, and that would absolutely suck. I couldn't imagine, you know, right? yeah, this, these spheres are 10 times worse than the first one. So I, I yeah. yeah, absolutely. There's no yeah. doubt about it. That scene used to really get me too as a kid. I used to really hate that scene because it looked so damn gross, you know, just seeing yeah. that sphere that came up through his whole body. But out- not only that, the way it was contorting his body and thrashing yeah. around and yeah, yeah. It, it was great. Yep, yep. Uh, Lamar was saying them little people are pretty creepy. Yeah, they are. Yeah. There's, there's no, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. Dancing, the ladies love the balding guy with a ponytail look, <laughs> right? Hmm. In this in in this series, they do. I guess so. They do. Right? They really do. But um, but yeah, once they get back through the portal and and everything's pretty pretty safe for them, they basically start to torch the place. That's the that's the bottom line. And they just said, hey, let's just do this. Um, but of course, the tall man comes right through. And he comes right up to them, and he backhands Reggie, and uh, that yeah. throws him across him the room. Bitch slaps, right? Yeah, he loves doing those. He does man, he does. But uh, but they basically all three of them team up on him and stick uh, the um, the rod into his back because that's where the embalming fluid that Reggie had put the uh, acid in. It goes yeah. right through the tall man. I was like, oh man, it is so gross. It was a great effect, though, man. Um, yeah, and if I remember correctly, they it took a few hours to get the makeup done on Angus for that scene. So really cool stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And they think it's over. They think it's over as usual, and they're <laughs> leave, they're leaving. You know, the whole place is going on fire and exploding and all that type of stuff. And then there's uh, Alchemy who pulls up in the hearse that she had hot wired, and it's like. Yeah okay and they get in and they're driving away and liz and uh mike get in the back of the hearse she's driving with reggie in the front he's like thanks babe you came back you didn't have to but i appreciate it and then she starts smiling and twirling her hair and then she pulls a big clump of hair out and it's like oh geez man it's so gross and she starts cackling just like the yeah. tall man. And I'm like, oh my God, the car. Well, you, you got to remember the first one. I mean, well, he yeah. changed into this friggin' Yeah, the lady in Yeah. Yeah. So. But the car is swerving and you don't know what's yeah. going on inside of the car. You just have the camera angle from above the car. And all yeah. of a sudden it comes to a stop. And then, of course, you have that, that scene where uh, Mike is, is, is talking to Liz and basically saying, you know, it's okay. It's just a dream. It's just a dream. And she says it's a dream. And then the uh, the window uh, from the front of the hearse opens and it's Angus, you know, saying, no, it's not. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. And then from the back of the hearse, the minions, Reggie. Or whoever, the, yeah. the hands, they 
bring them out and all this. So it was very similar to the end of the first movie. But the yeah. twist of it is, at the end of the first movie, you're thinking to yourself, everything that had happened was a dream, right? You 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 figured that was it real or was it not? And we 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 think it's a dream because of what Reggie tells him at the end of that movie and also at the beginning of this. But with this movie, it's almost like Mike is like, okay, okay, this isn't real. It's just a dream. But then the tall man basically definitively says, no, it's not. And it's like, holy shit, you know. So it's a yeah, little bit but not only that, you know, Reggie's attacked, and he yeah, went Reggie, to the back window, and they saw did. him all bloody, and so you don't know. Oh my God, is he dead? But, right. Yeah. He got he got bloodied up and hurt. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Strange Monkey was saying, I wish we got to see more of whatever the hell that was coming out of the tall man's head. Yeah, man, this tentacle comes out and all of that. It's like, oh, man, it it was really good effects. It really was. This movie, for people that appreciate practical effects, this movie was was very, very good. There is no doubt about it. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, But let's get into a couple of fun facts uh, about the movie too because we do have some fun facts and a couple of very interesting things um in my opinion that i didn't even know about phantasm 2 because again when this came out you know i was just you know a young kid and i just saw it and i liked it and i think um i had actually if i'm not mistaken i saw this one before i saw the first one but uh, okay. anyways fun facts let's start off number one tyler durden boy <laughs> so Brad Pitt auditioned for the role of Mike. Oh boy, can you can you imagine? Can you imagine? Uh, wow, wow, yeah. Wow, I, wow, I, wow. I know that's, that's all I can say too. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Number two, Universal. This was the lowest budgeted film Universal produced in the eighties. And that's a that's that's crazy, man. Because there was a lot of good stuff. And now, of course, the flip of that is this was the high. This was a much higher budget than the first Phantasm. But right. it's it's crazy because this movie had a lot of great stuff. It had great stunts. It had explosions. It had uh, I think it was two car chases. Um, you had the special effects. So it's like wow, that's they used their money well. Is what I'm thinking, you know. Uh, number three, the explosion. Yeah, so the house that was used for the explosion in the beginning was an actual real house in California. And they had to add the second story to it. And it was also located next to an airport. So they had oh, wow. to have like a safety officer supervising the stunt and the amount of explosions that was used but like i can't remember who said it in the comments you know in the chat here that uh once the yeah once the guy found out what film this was for he was like use whatever you need it Mm. didn't matter how much explosions they used on that house yeah nice nice yeah you know another thing too is with the house and even with the uh, funeral home and stuff like that especially the houses in 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 this movie the way that they were lit was so creepy it looked you know it's like a light was just on the house and nothing else it was really creepy i've always wondered how they how they did that because it just gave this surreal look to the houses that they you know would be 
you know, doing things in. It was Plus just it really... up the creep factor, because exactly. it's like in the middle of nowhere, so it's like, yeah. shit. And of course, we know it's not, and that's right. the thing. It's like, wow, yeah. they, they did some good stuff on this movie. They really did. Yeah. Um, let's see, our next fun fact. Uh, the Great Reggie. Yeah, so Reggie Bannister had quit acting in the nine years between Phantasm and Phantasm 2, and he worked at a funeral home and assisted in embalming bodies. Now, that is crazy. I did yes. not know that. That is too right? funny. That yeah, is crazy. I thought that was funny, too. <laughs> man, Reggie Bannister. I wonder what he of- was thinking, you know what I mean? Like, doing right? this shit. And then- <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. That's too funny. Nice. That's a good one. Right? Uh, we got a couple more here. The next one, uh, The Spheres. Yeah, the first century in the series to feature the most destructive and deadliest kind of sphere, the Golden Sphere. It's also uh, known as the Rambo Sphere. Oh, yeah. wow. That is crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? All right. Uh, let's see. The next one. Uh, no Phantasm Love? The United States Conference of Catholic Bishops greatly objected upon the movie's release and labeled it morally offensive. (laughs) Wow. Okay. As many horror movies that come out and they were like really big on Phantasm too. That's that's funny. Too funny, man. Um, And uh, one of the last ones, and this is one of the big ones um, that that was interesting to me, especially for you guys that are fans of the franchise. Uh, Coscarelli had a plan. Uh, And it's funny because um, Don Coscarelli said that he had been under pressure to film a sequel, but he couldn't come up with a story. Uh, He considered the first film's ending to be conclusive and didn't feel like he wanted to write a sequel and didn't have an idea or anything like that. But he um, had what he described as a breakthrough when he realized he could start the film immediately after the first film's final scene. Um, and then, of course, he added the road movie element, um, how Reggie and Mike are com- combating the tall man. And um, he, he, he wanted to be more straightforward because Universal wanted the film to be, you know, more linear. They wanted a new horror series. They gave him three million dollars. Um, but they wanted this to be um, less ambiguous. And they even said they did not want any dream sequences in the movie at all. They didn't want anyone to have any questions as to what they were seeing. So for me, I've, yeah, I always thought to myself, it, it's, it's, a, it's amazing that this movie is so damn good. In my opinion, it's such a damn yeah, good movie. Especially when they didn't know where they were going to go with it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, you know, Coscarelli really said that um, he thought, hey, the first movie, you know, it was the ending I wanted. Um, and, yeah. and, and, and it's true of a lot of movies, you know, the, the, you know, these great movies, that is. A lot of times you don't even need a sequel because the first movie is that good and you don't need anything to dilute it. But of course, you know, there is money to be made. Um, in this case, though, and I you think, want more of the story. I mean, come on, yes. you want to know what happens to Mike? Yes, so like, exactly. Yeah, so I'm glad yeah. they did it. I'm glad they did too, and I think that um, you know it became a good series. I think it's a very good horror series, no doubt about yeah. that in, in my head. 
uh, Strange Monkey saying Reggie basically turned into the tall man for a while. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's true. Right. <laughs> that is, I really, I never knew that. And I've, I've loved this yeah. movie and I've loved this series for so long. And I never, I never knew that. So hopefully, uh, hopefully those were some things that you guys may not have known or maybe had forgotten about. So, but um, yeah, this is a great movie. If you guys haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a while, I would highly suggest it. It's a fun 80s thrill ride. You've got your horror, your creep factor, special effects. Um, The gore is there. and The gore is there. And it's practical effects. Very cool practical effects. Yeah. Absolutely. But anyways, guys, that's about all we've got for Phantasm 2 from 1988. Directed by Don Coscarelli. Again, it was a really, really good movie. Uh, everything came together. The cast was great. Um, it, it, you know, it wasn't as big of a success as Universal would have wanted because you know they gave them thirty uh, three million dollars, but it only made a little over seven million uh, theatrically. Had a forty percent rotten uh, tomato score, so you know it wasn't as big of a success as they were hoping. But it became you know a cult classic um, as time went on, yeah. and then of course with home home home. Uh, video and stuff like that so i love it though it's a great Mm -hmm. movie so anyways so next week guys we'll be talking about phantasm 3 that'll be a lot of fun so please join us for monster fridays next friday um and also with this let us know in the comment section what you think of the movie did you have any favorite scenes what did you think of the characters um you know for good or for bad some people really didn't like the fact that Mike was recasted. You know, let us know in the comment section. Let us know your thoughts. Um, And please give the video a like. That'll help support the channel. And we really appreciate it. Um, And lastly, as we get out of here, Dan was saying it went up against Die Hard also, I think. It did. It did. Of course, you know, nobody was able to to compete with (laughs) Die Hard. Right. Uh, Yeah. Neil saying great movie and great stream, guys. Thank you so much, Neil. We appreciate that. Uh, and, you know, it's funny because Die Hard, and we'll be getting to that at some point, too, um, especially for you guys that um, that are newer to the channel. Um, but Die Hard, they weren't expecting Die Hard to be as big of a success as it was either. So it's just funny how some of these movies come out and people yeah. try to guess on how successful or not successful it'll be. And sometimes it's always the opposite. It's just that's what that's what I love about movies. I I love talking about movies, but I also love the behind the scenes and and things like that too because it's really fascinating how sometimes a movie uh the direction of it could go one way or another and you know, it could make or break it, you know. Yes. So, yep. All right. So we will catch you guys later. Thanks for hanging out with us and uh yeah. We'll catch you sometime soon. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, you are the Night Watch. Peace out, guys. Up, Chitch.